morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to A Word With Adam. I'm your host, Adam Gerard. Last week, you heard the first half of my interview with Wayne Campbell, True Australian, where we discussed growing up Indigenous and coming from a family straight out of the missions. This week, we're going to pick up where we left off and touch on, amongst other things, the loss of identity and what can be done to preserve it and ensure that future generations have a chance to understand their real beginnings and the communities that they come from. So, without further ado, here's part two of my interview with Wayne Campbell. So, okay, so we've got these great stories, stories like Bunyip, Jibrooki, things like that. Yeah. What's what's the best way you think to to get around to, to getting people to hear these stories so they can actually affect them? Is it like what we did where where we take uh, whether it be once a term, oh sorry, so once a year you take a, a class of of kids um, where they be you know ideally perfect world there's funding for all these things so all the kids can experience with their culture. But I think particularly Aboriginals where you're not covered in museums, you're not covered on TV, you know at home I think a lot of the time that. Uh, or at least I feel a lot of Aboriginals are more white than they are true Australian these days. So they're not get, getting this, telling the stories to their kids. And it's not through no fault of their own. They just might not have heard it themselves. Mm. So is it as simple as we, we take these kids out and we have them enact it? We give them a video of it that they can watch back later so that when they can tell their kids, almost like nostalgia of when I was a kid, yes. I got told this story. Oh, did you? Yeah, well, in fact, let me put on the DVD and you can actually see Nana as when I was six learning about this story and then it, you know, hopefully they progress with their kids and it re-engages the culture that way. Is it things like that? Or is it just simply, um, there should be an Aboriginal week, for instance, where we learn for that, like almost like black history month or black history week in, in America, where for that month or that week, it's all the classes of history classes are focused entirely on actual Aboriginal history. And, um, Aboriginal speakers are brought in to talk about the, the important people from your generations and things like that. Uh, that is that which of those two is the better option or is it a blend it's always going to be a blend yep um i mean in a in a perfect world you'd love to take all the kids out yeah of course we'll take a whole school out and and do you know the excursions yep uh thankfully the curriculum has changed oh that's good It, it is it's it's a slow process of course of course as you know you know everything's slow these days yeah um but you, the reason why Aboriginal studies is is now becoming a bit slower is because we're trying to get the right content. Yep. You know, um, and unfortunately, you'll never get the right content because not everyone will agree on the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, you know, I'm just looking at your shirt. You're a Doctor Who fan. You know, you might be a Doctor Who fan from the past. Yep. You'll have someone who likes, you know, the 10th Doctor or the 12th Doctor, but don't like the rest of them. Yep. So, you know, then you got to... And if you want to create a new Doctor, you know... you got to hear which audience to appease yeah. and... So, yeah, of course. you know, you got to appease for everyone. And um, and that's that's that was the biggest struggle. Yep. Because a lot of our people... A lot of our people in Adelaide... Yep. Um, not all, are not all from Adelaide. Yeah, you know, not even from South Australia. There's a lot of from uh, WA, Northern Territory, uh, Queensland, Torres Strait. You know, yeah, Tasman- you know, even Tasmania. And you know, when they all come together, there's always there's always a different headset. Yeah, um, well, it's, it's different. It's it's almost different nationalities in a yes. way, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. So you know, and I say that Aboriginal language. You know, there's no one. There's not one set Aboriginal language. Yep. You know, it's like um, Europe. Yeah, you know, you got the Ghana that will speak um, Greek. 
Yeah. You've got the uh, Nanjiri that will speak uh, German. Yep. You've got the Naranga people that will speak, um, you know, Arabic. Well, I guess you, you can get even further than that as well. Like, uh, I remember I went to Canada <laughs> and say, like, Toronto, main character, they speak the, that hard Canadian that you used hearing on to the, what's that all about, eh? Yeah. Then you go into <laughs> Quebec and they speak French. Yes. So you say, okay, now I've got to speak French. But then you go, like, between the two and there's this blending where they've co-opted words and made their own words. Yes. And if you don't know what that word is, you could know English and you could know French, but if you're not from this town, you will not understand this word when they say it and you just you just stand there being like, what? Yeah, We're all like speaking it. English and nobody is understanding what the hell you're talking about. So it's that, that sort of thing is that you almost... And I guess as well, the, the other part that would clash is the ideologies of, of the different tribes, like... Because obviously one tribe's going to have spent more time with with green with green leaved trees and and you know almost rainforest. Mm. There, I imagine the rainforest tribes mentality is going to be very different to here, where it's welcome to the desert where we have you know sand. Yes. That that I imagine you know just just the way your cultures would have formatted themselves. Yes. Would have yes. been very different. Well, I, I mean, I consider my, you know I still look at at um you know Murray Bridge to Adelaide. You know, yep. Adelaide has got the lake. Yep. Or the river. And they've got the sea. Where yeah, in, yeah, in of course. Murray Bridge, you know, we've got the river. Yeah, that's it really, isn't it? So, you know, even then that's a big clash because, you know, river versus sea. Yep. I mean I'm happy to swim in a torrent, but I don't like swimming in the beach. Yep. Because I'm I'm a river boy. <laughs> I'm a river rat. So Oh yeah, of yeah. course. I guess the um even the water's different yeah. molecularly, so yeah. that's See, and it's stuff like that that, that you know, I guess my, my culture, because white people, we were so bred out of being in touch with the, the, the elements around us mm. that, you know, we, I wouldn't even think of that. But, yeah, I can, I can see why, it, you know, like, like I say, it's, it's in your guys' DNA. Yeah. You would literally go, if you're freshwater and you go into salt, it's like a freshwater crocodile going into a saltwater pit. That's it. They're going to be like, whoa, no, this is, this doesn't feel right. Mm. Still water, yeah. but it just, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, that's that's incredible. All right, well, the other story I remember from a kid, the, the seed, because for some reason I can remember Aboriginal studies as a kid being very light. I remember so much World War Two. I have so much World War Two knowledge in my head that I, 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 what I've taken away from that is that we're not going to do it again and that what Hitler did was bad. But seriously, I have so much just knowledge where it's like, why did I need to know this piece of information? Like, oh, that... That's what sort of tank they used. Oh, okay, you could have just said it was a big-ass tank, yeah. mowed this guy down. So uh, the story that I remember, because we go to the museum, and the Adelaide Museum has got better in some ways for, for representing Aboriginal cultures, but as I say to me, it's still just, it's about art. It's yeah. not about stories. It's not about, it's not about the culture. It's a collection. Yeah. Yes. But I remember going there, there was one film they used to play, and I don't know if they still play it anymore, but it had to do with the, the story of the Boney Broom. Yes. Is that a, a Nunjerry story? That is a story? So, yes. so that, that's yes. from your, your part of the world? Yes. Okay, yes. so uh, w would you mind, uh, obviously I'm, I'm never going to be able to tell it as well as, as you can, could you take me through that story as well? Because that, that, that to me, and I'll get to why afterwards, but that to me was a story that always stuck with me with a lot of resonance. And once again, it was something I, it took me until I was an adult to realise how cerebral your culture's stories are so so yeah all right so thukuri so but so thukuri was a real big fat brim yep so what happened is that there's t these two fishermen they go out and they they go to a place called love lake love lake bay love love day bay yep 
gosh, get, get, got to get my um, <laughs> head right now. It's been a while since I've read this one. So what they do, so they go out fishing and, you know, they've just got so much um, fish yep. that their canoe can't take anymore. And uh, so they go back in and they see a stranger come up to them and, uh, you know, they think, oh, he's going to take all our fish. Mm. Because in those days, you know, if someone asks for something, you know, you give it to them. Yeah. So, um, and it's, it's like um, the bunyip, you know, they got greedy. So they covered up and they said, you know, because when he asked, they said, no, we only got enough for our family. Yeah. So he was he walked off. Then he turned around and he said, no, you're lying to me. Mm-hmm. So now you're, those fish aren't going to be um, big fat fish now. They're going to be bony, you know. You're going to get rid of all the meat. So they go, you know, they go back to their uh, their camp. Yep. Start gutting them. And it turns out there's no meat. Okay, it's just bone. So it's just bone. Um, so, you know, the elders, you know, they told the elders what happened. Yep. And then they found out that that was Nurundari. Sort of like, you know, like a Jesus, you know. Yep. Yep. Or, um, he's your your your, uh, your demigod, isn't he? Basically, yeah, well, we call him spiritual spiritual being. Okay, spiritual being. Okay, yeah. but you can say demigod. You yep. know, I mean, it's, it's very hard for anyone to label these sort of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. These ethereal beings. Yes, yeah. Yes. So, um, so that one there tells us, you know, you can't be greedy. Yep. But also, when you read the story, they actually tell you what they used to catch the fish. Okay. Which was um, uh, bird bone. Yeah, I do remember that in the story because it's light and it floated on the water, didn't it? Yeah. So they would just snag it almost like fly fishing. Yes. Primitive fly fishing, yeah. as it were. Yeah, see, the reason that I remember this story and the reason it's like, first of all, for me as a kid, what it stuck in my head was, okay, you don't want to eat fish bones, mm. which first of all, I knew if I felt bones in fish because of that story, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's not good. And secondly, I walked away from that going, okay, brim is not a fish I want mm. to eat because it's filled with bones. Yeah. So, you know, at six, I've got the most primitive part of that message, but from one viewing, it, it's permeated right into my brain immediately, which is what you want a story like that to do. And as I've got older, like, as you say, it's, it's taking me to realize what they're actually telling you is, you know, we're part of it. We're, we're all one. Yes. And I think that's, that's a message the Aboriginal people nail that possibly the only people that get it as good are the Buddhists, yeah. which is, we're just one people. We are. Like, we're, we're all one. We're all one entity. We're all of this planet just be and if you're gonna you know if, if you're gonna be particularly back in those days where you know i imagine um you could fit, still fish spots dry back then if you fish a spot dry and you take it all for yourself you're gonna impact how many other people in in that community that's right and how many generations exactly mm. and so i think those are the stories they're trying to tell so you get that and then also by uh, kind of like we talked about with the bunyip thing by having this ethereal being who can look over you mm. You guys have the same thing that, that old cultures do with that God, which is you have that, that fear parable, which is why these stories, I think, permeate is because part of humans are always scared because we don't understand why we're yes, here. Yes. And so, you know, that th- these stories, for me, they're so intricate and so layered and that, that, that it's just a shame that they're, that they're disappearing, mm. you know. So can, can, should we have, we, we, we both know there's a museum, uh, we're, we're in South Australia, there's a museum just up the road from us, the, uh, the cultural... Yeah, Living Garden Living... Cultural Centre. Yep. Now, in there, they're trying to, I guess, uh, capture this... That, that's the place I think is doing it better than the museum, where it's not just, look at the 37 boomerangs. Yes. It's, you know, okay, here's a photo of this person who made the art. Here's a piece of art. Here's a big picture of the land where they're from. 
And this is this is why they've painted this particular picture because it's it's you know inspired by this piece of land mm. which is close to them because this is this is where their their father was born. Yes. So you get all this information. So you look at that and you suddenly have. So it has so much more impact and so much more resonance than just, if it was just painting where it's sitting, painting by whoever's the name is Adelaide. Mm. You'd look at it and go, "Oh yeah, that's nice." But when you know, yeah, no, this is meant to represent, you know, years of generations that are the souls are in this land and you see a painting that has that and captured in it, that's more powerful. Mm. Do we need more places like that? Do you think the, or do it's a living Ghana center? Does there need to be a Murray bridge? Should there be a, a living Nunjerry center and, and so on and so forth? Yeah. Well, we, I think we are. That, that's, yep. that's probably the best thing about today. Today's people, yep. you know, we, I mean, money has money is being thrown out. Not as much now, but now people are realizing that, uh, history does need to be uh, kept, yeah. But local, yeah. I mean, absolutely. like you said, the museum, you know, that captures stuff around all around Australia, yeah. So, so not not a lot in there is local. No, you're exactly you know, right. Stuff. Exactly right. With the Living Garden Centre, I mean, uh, Camp Karong in um, just out, outside Meningi. Yep. Um, Pombrook uh, Art Centre. I probably got it wrong. Uh, in Murray Bridge. Mm-hmm. So they're all, what they're doing is that they're all taking stuff from local area and keeping it local. Yep, yep. Because um, that's where the history is. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's what... Well, it makes it better if, if you go into that museum and you see a place on the wall and then you walk out or you go to the front and say the, the, the person at the museum, look, where is this place? And they're like, oh, it's 10 minutes down the road. Yeah. That, you know, you're then going to actually... You can go to that place, stand there and... and as humans, we experience things so much more physically being somewhere yes. than what we do. And that's once again, that's once again, I guess I'll address this question now. Mm. Why is it that you think or that, the, that the, the true Australian people are so in tune spiritually with, I know, I know obviously this is your land. We're foreigners, so we don't feel through the soil as much, but why is it you think you guys, you seem to really have, an understanding of of this where we are and then this the almost the world as it were better than almost well, i think any other culture may be on par with the native americans the only ones i can think of who are like the true australians where you could say to them look tell me about the land i'm on and you guys can almost you know lick your finger put it in the air and be like well on this spot a hundred years ago is, is roughly where this happened because you just it's, you just somehow know. Mm. It's it's amazing. So, what is he about? Like, is it is it more than just DNA, or is it just that it's just so many generations here that it's it's bred into you? Could be a mixture of both. Yeah. Um, and also, I think I think it's also the um, we do get the stories. Yeah. You know, stories are being told to us constantly. I mean, you know, when I was young. You know, sitting on a campfire. Mm-hmm. You know, getting the getting the story from the elders. Where, you know, you can't just go on. You just can't say, "Oh, I'll go on Google and find it." <laughs> yeah, of course. Because you know, when you get the elder, you know, a, 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 an elder that's been around for so long. Yep. You know, it's not being corrupted by. I think uh, he, he, Uncle yeah. Lewis, would be my my prime oh, example of yeah. that. He's just. Well, he's a travelling book. He's being around that guy. I've never met the Pope, but I imagine that's what it would feel like. He just has this this vibe about him where you're like, "Wow, you're white and pure, 
but you just have you can you can feel knowledge like yeah. you're like man you're gonna start talking your brain is just gonna leak you cannot help but leak knowledge and impart knowledge in everything you say it's yeah. it's amazing sorry yeah continue yeah, so, so and, and a lot, like people like him yep you know they're the mac they're the people that you know when, when he speaks you know everyone everyone shuts up yeah I mean, you know that i know that <laughs> Yeah, it's even it's amazing. Even the kids that when they interviewed him, they even stopped. Yeah, which yeah, which says something because some of those kids were sugar hyperactive for some of those days. So, <laughs> yes. and you know, um, and we we lose that, that yeah, connection absolutely. with those people because you know, time, you know, we're getting too progressive in our technology. Our, yeah. You know, time saving. Do you think attention spans also not helping because Definitely, it's yeah. oh, why would I sit down and listen to you speak when I could watch the TV? Yeah, yeah, I can get my information from them or <laughs> yeah, you know, jump online and check out YouTube. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hear Wikipedia for thirty seconds. Now I'm an expert. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And uh, and that's that's probably our respect mm-hmm. going out the window. Yeah, which is a big thing for you know everyone these days. You know, there's no, I mean, respect. You know, for you and me, respect is you know, a really big thing. But yeah. as kids, they don't know. That no. Because we're just too time poor to... to yeah, you're exactly to, right. To, to, to instruct that to the kids. To pass it down. Yeah. And it's a bit of laziness as it well. Is, yeah. And, um, you know, when I said that, you know, who's a mob? You know, I always go back and say to the kids, you know, what do you know? Yeah. And, you know, they don't know get and ask questions and you know I would love for each person to have a camera yeah you know to sit down and just film someone just record almost their yeah. their life experience as yeah. it were so so what you're doing here you know this is I yeah mean, well this, that's this what I'm trying to do I'm trying now. to um, I'm trying more than anything to <laughs> see I, I, I know as a white guy for instance it's very hard to, to get information because we live in a world where <laughs> If you, this is going to sound a bit stupid, but racist people ruin the right for me to ask questions. Mm. And it's really hard because you're like, I really want to ask, I want to ask this question, but I don't want to sound like an insensitive racist douche, <laughs> but I don't know how to say it. Like, you know, you, you get so wrapped up in political correctness that you're almost too afraid to ask questions. Yeah. And that's bad because, it, you know, I think in some ways that breeds animosity because you guys think we're avoiding you. Us white fellas are avoiding you. And some of the time it might just be simply... I don't know what to to ask you that isn't offensive. Yes. And so that's what I want to do is get... People can have these conversations and go up, you should be able to go up in the same way. If you come up to me and say, hey, what's your mob? Yeah. And I say, oh, I'm a, I'm a Kiwi Australian, but I identify as an Australian because it's where I was born. I will tell me your story. I'm not going to be all like, how dare you ask me to tell you my story in the same way that if I go up to, an, to, to a true Australian Aboriginal yeah. and say, look, you're an Aboriginal, right? What, what's your mob? I'm done, Jerry. Well, c- can you tell me one of your stories? Mm. I don't think if you said that in the in the right way and you said it just like that with without any offense to it, I don't think you could be offended by that by somebody wanting to know about where you're from and that that's I think what ne- almost can bring about more reconciliation is instead of us just because it feels like white people seem to just assume that we just go, yeah, sorry, sorry about that shit we did. Uh, we good? <laughs> yeah. Like you know, that's all there is to it. But if it was if it was you know, I'm sorry. Tell me why the ignorance of my ancestors what I missed, mm. the world becomes so much better. And we learn from the, we're losing the knowledge. And I say, we, this includes me. Yeah. Us white people are losing the knowledge of this land that you people have that we can't yeah. access anywhere because you, you guys 
live this land. And, and it could save white people so much trouble because, like, let's say, for instance, hypothetically speaking, 25 years' time, we want to put a nuclear reactor somewhere in the Northern Territory. I'd be going and finding whoever has the best knowledge locally, true Australian-wise, of that area and saying, look, we want to put this here. We, want to, we need about this much space. Uh, we don't want it to keep by this. We don't want people to walk. We don't want it to, to affect anybody's lives or mess anything up. Where do you feel the best place to put it is? Because they're actually going to give you the best answer of, well, this patch of land is, is basically a dead spot. Yes. That's where I would put it because you're not going to offend anybody. Mm. You're not going to upset. Like, no, no, there's, no, there's nobody buried there. There's none of that sort of stuff. That's where you put it so it's out of the way and it's safe. And I bet you because you guys actually know the land better, it's never going to get hit by an earthquake or any of that shit because you know where to put it. And that stuff just gets ignored because we just seem to go, oh, what, what, you're black. What would you know? And that's it's terrible. It is. You know, it's, I, I, if you don't mind my asking, because this is something that, that I've never experienced, what's it, what's it like firsthand to actually go through that, that, like to have to have that racism thrown at you when you are no different to me? Your skin's a little, you've got, you, you can, you can tan, I can't. That's the <laughs> fundamental difference here. What's the, you know, what, what's that, what's that, that like? Like, is it, is it, I always respect you more because I'm amazed that you have survived some of the things you've survived and you always smile. And it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, man, he's got the right outlook because he's learned to survive. But you, you, I know you shouldn't have had to learn to survive, but still, what's it like to, to live that? Good, bad, sometimes. It does get very hard. Oh, I bet. It, 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 you know, um... And I can't compare it to any other, you know, any other group, yeah. because it's very hard to, to be in their shoes. I bet, I um, bet. Like you said, everybody, like <laughs> the mostly whites don't judge other whites, but you, you know, you've got Asians judging you, you've got Indians judging you, you've got you know, you're like Africans judging yeah. you. It's like, geez, this is just <laughs> that's. You know, it is. It is. It is uh, frustrating at times, but you know what? They're just. They're just not educated. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, a lot of people didn't know that. You know, in the Anzacs, the, um, Aboriginal people were enlisted. Yeah. But they had to be enlisted as um, Afghanistan or other. See, I didn't know that. I knew they fought, but it, yeah. so they 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 had they to had be enlisted to... as something else because you couldn't be Australian, I guess, yeah. unless you're white. Yeah. <laughs> so. That is unreal. It is. And so when that, so when people, you know, when people criticise us and say, you know, where were you when when World War One and Two was? Well, you know, I was there. I was just fighting for Afghanistan, apparently. Well, no, I was fighting for Australia, but I couldn't fight as an Australian. Yeah, I had to be a. Um, so so Australian. so you you had to theoretically you had to be an an import yeah. to fight for the Australian Army, even yeah. though you were from here. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. It is. And it so is it still. I'd ho I hope the answer to this is no. I have a feeling, sadly, it's not. Is it still as prevalent today as it was back then? Or is it? has it changed? Is it a different kind of... I think it has changed. Yeah? Okay. Um, you know, thankfully, there's a new memorial down in... Down in... Um, in the city. Yep. Uh, Torrance Parade, which is, you know, fantastic. Yep. Aboriginal people are, allowed, are still allowed, are now allowed to march... You know, with Excellent. The record, which is it, you Good, know. as it should have been bloody back in the 70s when you stopped having paper passports. Yeah. Well, 
Well, uh, even the RSL wouldn't even acknowledge uh, Aboriginal people. That's... So, you know, for a long time, that was, you know, as you said before, you know, it was the old people. It was the yeah. old, old blood. Yeah. You know, now, you know, you can almost say, yes, my, my grandfather fought in World War One. Yep. Uh, in World War Two, and you know this is what we got, and you know now uh, I've got a friend who's uh, whose father did, yep, and he's got his his uh, outfits and medals and all that, and you know he's proud. He's proud. He to should show be, it. and I bet he's proud to march for his dad, yeah, yeah. as well, or for his granddad or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's. And yeah, I that's... said to him, you know, now I'm going to get a camera. I want to actually film. Yeah. You know, you talk about it. Yeah, right? absolutely. I'd I'd watch that. That yeah. sounds, you know, and that's part of re. That's that's that awesome reclaiming an identity. By allowing you to actually represent who you are with everybody else, yes. and I think seeing seeing something like that, seeing you know, um, Anzac Day parades with with people of all different colours and creeds, but they're in the Australian uniforms, yes. is that moment where you you I think start hopefully will start brains realizing, yeah, Australian isn't about the colour of your skin; it's about your mentality. Yes. So you you know like uh, one of the things I always find um, I guess a little bit sad here in Australia but it's not like this saying America it's one of the few things I think America does right is how they treat their, their troops for instance and on Veterans Day if you're a veteran mm. you can be Australian you can be French Canadian wherever if you're in America on Veterans Day you damn sure bet they'll treat you the same way they treat an American vet because the way they look at it is if you're prepared to fight for your country you deserve respect oh definitely yeah. and that's you know that's once again that's something obviously it's now starting to finally get given to your people but that, that to me is the biggest problem is australia has such a respect issue because they they just don't want to respect aboriginal people community rights whatever you want to call it and it's a problem and it and i think in some ways it almost causes a, a i don't want to say a reverse racism but like a an inverse effect whereby your culture is so used to white people just coming up to you and being like, dirty drunk, get off my street. Yeah. Then when one of us comes up and is actually like, can you tell me a story? I want, I, I want to learn your culture. Yeah. I want to spread the word. I want to get it. I want to actually make people understand. So, so you guys, like your idea, ideology is still there in a decade or in a hundred years that, you, that there's almost a, a wall that goes up because you're so used to being shit on that when somebody comes to you with respect, it's like, oh, this is, this is going to be bullshit. I'm not going to listen to this. And unfortunately, that still happens at times. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, and that's it. Uh, and that's the thing. It's in absolutely no way the, the true Australian's fault because that's if somebody if 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 every day you get slapped in the head first thing you wake up, you're going to learn to not to want to wake up. Yes. And so that's what I feel like it is. It's like, well, yeah, if you, they've been poked with a stick enough time, of course. They're the, you know, you egg an old guy's house, he's going to turn into a grumpy old man. Yes. And that's what I feel that's happened here. You guys got your house egged, and now white people are being like, why are they so mad? It wasn't me that did it. It's like, okay, yeah. But, you know, in the same token, Jewish people are still allowed to be mad about the Holocaust. Granted, they didn't kill, as you know, on that grander scale. But in my opinion, Australia's Holocaust is the stolen generation. Yes. It's, 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 it's on the, the terms of scale it's just as bad because it was basically let's wipe out the Australia let's wipe out the Aboriginal culture by making them white yes we'll just make them chocolate white I guess but let's make them white <laughs> you know what I mean and that's it, how is it that, that you feel that can be that, that truthfully true reconciliation how can we fix it Personally, yeah, and I'm, personally. I'm, and I'm speaking about myself. Yeah, you're just one man, but um, yeah, personally, I've got to get rid of this reconciliation. I just recognize, yep, 
the constitution. Yep. Because that all that's going to do is is just doing what you know the government want to do. Yep. You know, hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Is to make us into all Australian. Yep. So you know, one day that um, every 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 Australian will be Australian. Yeah. The first Australian, not. Yeah. But unfortunately, we're still part of the uh, fauna. Yeah. Even though we've got citizenship, we're still part of the fauna. Yep. You know, so I, so technically, I'm a walking tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's. So, Wait, hang on, hang on. So, so you're saying, in in the great bureaucracy world, yeah, they mark me down. And I'm a white male, yep. a human. Yes, yeah. But you're an Aboriginal, so you're vegetation. Yes. Because that's so that's yeah. like the most backhanded slap because it is like your guys' culture says you come from the Greeks. I, that sounds to me like somewhere some wanky English guy heard heard the story of how how you know we come from the earth, we are the earth, we are everything. It was like, oh yeah, the earth are you? Well, now you moss, you bastards. Yeah. Like that's what it sounds like to me. Is it was yeah. just some pretentious dickhead yeah, decided all, to name you yeah. fauna. Yeah. Because we were in and they haven't even. And now we're in 2015. Yeah. And they haven't bothered to change it so that you people, your cultures, mm. are classified as human beings. Yeah, we're part. We're part. Of, we're, well, we're part, part of the citizens. We are citizens. Yeah, but that's it. So when now they unreal. want to change the constitution in so that we're part of the we're, we're a part of it. So that you you become you get human rights yeah. basically. Yeah. But then that's it. So they'll Jeez. and once they scrap that, they can actually scrap native title, which is. Quite important oh, for a lot yeah, of that. people, because that's. I mean, it's not just taking land off um, the Commonwealth or the pe- other people. Yeah, it's it's about us having our own. Well, you need to have a place where you can be able to go. Yeah. If we pave every like, if you pave over Stonehenge or you pave over the the pyramids, you're you're taking away a part of history. Yes. You need to have that place. You know, like Egypt, they they they're like, okay, well, this is the perimeter around the the pyramids. We fill the rest of it. Absolutely, like just residentialize all that, but we'll leave this area alone. And it should be you should be allowed to have your sacred areas and your places where it's this is our you know, okay, there might not be a building there because you guys didn't build buildings, but that's still where you went to pray. Hmm. It's still your it's still your mecca, as it were. You deserve the right to have that space. And to to even think that that. That the political move is okay. Well, if we you know we make you we we treat you and and classify you as humans, but in doing that we can then take all your shit. Yes, or they're doing in WA with the uh, forced removals of communities. That's just. So all it's doing is just going to make more crap going on because uh, welfare will go up, yep. drug and alcohol will go up, yep. mental health will go up, yep. and who's going to pay for it? Yeah, well, that's I mean, exactly right. I mean, WA is asking the government for more money. So what's going to happen is that a lot more services are going to get cut, just yeah. so they can fill up those those uh, voids. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and and you know we end up we're ending up now with a society where, because of all the past consequences, mm. or all the past actions, the consequences are now coming home to root. Like for instance, I've I've read statistics about crime rates, and crime rates by 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 Aboriginal black, or what you know the the forms called black yeah. suspects. Yeah aren't any higher than they were five, six years ago. They're starting to lower. Mm. But the reported crime rate by your cultures is way lower. Yes. And I think it's simply because they've been either we reported it and the cops didn't do anything, we reported it and the cops didn't show up, or we reported it and the cops came here and arrested us. 
You know, it's like that uh, the, the Dave Chappelle joke where he talks about he got broken into and he didn't call the cops because his house was too nice. Yes. And he's like, it's not too nice. It's just too nice for me. And that's what I feel like it's got to is, is a point where, you know, it's if shit goes down in your communities, it's not getting fixed properly because it's like, well, we got robbed. Well, what can we do? We can't call the cops because they'll, they'll come in here and they'll go, hey, how can you afford a drum kit? Yeah. You're on welfare. Let's go to prison. So, you know, that, and, and I think that's the other problem as well. We live in a society where we're still living in a society where if you and I get, re- get arrested for the same crime, we have the same, we, we have zero criminal record, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you're spending a night in jail and I'm going home to my bed. That's right. Just, just hands down. Mm-hmm. They'll, pro- they'll be like, look at, look at how white this guy is. Process him immediately. He probably has money. Yes. Whereas they'll, they'll be like, well, Aboriginal, are you drunk? You're probably drunk. Pour some alcohol on him. He doesn't smell <laughs> drunk enough and put him in the cell. And it shouldn't be like that. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. And you, you shouldn't have to go through that. So, okay. So, just to wrap it up, I guess. So, so here you are. You're now, you're now in your 30s. Yeah. Um, you're obviously not even close to, to what, for your culture, is the, the elder status. You've got, what, another 40 years before you get there? 30, 40 years? Uh, no, you've got to be fi- roughly 50. 50, so, okay. But, oh, yeah, because I guess um, as bad as it is, your life expectancy is actually lower than... Yeah, well, you live till you're eighty. I'll probably yeah. live till I'm seventy. Yeah, no kidding. Is that just is that uh, biological or is that um, like because our, the no, healthcare the, system treats yeah, us that, very differently? That's the statistics. Yeah, that's because of the uh, the the changes. Yep. Which is ge- you know generational. Yeah, of you course. Know, the, the diets, the yep. uh, healthcare. I guess living conditions yeah, as well. Yeah. Well, Statistically, I'm, you guys get shafted in a lot yeah. of those ways over. If a us white fellas with our damn rich privilege. Yeah. And because, you know, we've only had 200 years of sugar. Yeah, of course. You you know, your family would have longer. I mean, your Kiwi side, maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, but still. (laughs) But But yeah, no, I see what you mean. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. So yeah, that's probably why diabetes is more prevalent in Aboriginal people as well. Okay. So... So you're 20 years away from from being classed as, as an elder. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry to do that. Sorry to, to drop that on you. Uh, so how do you, how is it that then you spend the next 20... Because obviously you get to that point and, and I assume it's not just like you, you know, just wake up one day, put on a robe and then you're like, well, I'm the elder <laughs> now. All of them will bow to my knowledge. But is there something that that you feel... You, you're going to do for the next 20 or so years to, to prepare for that in any way? Or is it just something that because of because of the way your culture is and the way that, that your stories go, by the time you get there, you just have the understanding more of, of how it all works? Uh, well, it depends. Because I, I can actually choose to be part of the, you know, to oh, yeah. be part of the community yep. as, you know, as an elder or as a participant now. Okay. Uh, in some parts, I do. Yep. Um Unfortunately, Adelaide is a really big area, and you yeah. can't, you know, you can't be in every place at once. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, some people can. I mean, Uncle Lewis is. I know, think Uncle Lewis cloned himself, though, at some point, never told us. I think yeah, it's how he yeah, achieves yeah. that. But the funny thing is, everyone goes to him because he he's got yeah. his fingers in every pie, which is good for him, in a way. Without the fact he's basically a, a human Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, he is. Yeah. He's a real life Obi Wan. Yeah. <laughs> just and, unreal, and, and, and everyone wants him. That's yeah. that's, that's the best thing about being up, being up yeah. close. Everyone wants him. I think he, he 
And I know, know his family. Keeps him young, I think. He does. But I think he wants to pull himself back. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And he wants the boys to take over. Yep. A bit more, which is what they're doing. He's got two sons, doesn't he? He's got he? two, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, when I, when I get to that age... Uh, as much as I admire and I love Uncle Lewis, I don't want to be like him. You know, <laughs> yeah. where everyone wants to drag... Just dragged around everywhere and you yeah. never get a chance to enjoy your... your yeah, the golden your Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but also, I still like to be part of it. Yeah. I mean, like everyone else, you know, you, you for society to work, you've got to be a part of it. You've got to, you know, you got to give it, give as well as take. Yep. You know, you can't, can't keep taking because there'll be nothing left. Exactly. So, that's what these, that's what you, the stories keep telling us. Yeah. And if people, more people listen to those stories, it would probably help the world. Well, that's right. And uh, so when I get to 50 or 55, 60, whatever, you know, whatever seems to be the elder now. Yep. Um, oh, God, I, I don't really want to think about it because that's not too far away. And the way time's going. Yeah, really you're telling me, you yeah. <laughs> it's just disappearing too quickly. The bloody sands through the hourglass i understand that, that i now i've got so old i understand the theme to days of our lives <laughs> yeah. i mean i'm looking at you and i still remember you know when you were bald <laughs> you know, your face was just bald and you were a little baby you had the yeah. baby look now you look like you're a father material <laughs> just keep that let's just keep that noise down <laughs> there that's, anyway. that's what you look like you look you're looking that old that you, you look like i'm a father. trying to go for maturity i guess yeah well I mean, don't, I'm don't, don't just look at don't act. Like, <laughs> trust me, don't act mature. Yeah, it's no fun. Uh, I'm, I think I'll keep that as long as possible. <laughs> so yeah, and, and that's what I want. I just want to be. Yeah. I just want to look the part. Sometimes act the part, but not yep. be the full time. See, for for me, the reason I ask is, I I've always found you to be a compelling storyteller. Mm-hmm. So I've always assumed I can see you with the grey beard. I'm getting at close. The, at the, the you know the, the full grey beard at the the campfire. Telling the stories and actually, you know, that, you know, is passing it on in a way that, that it hasn't been passed on in a long time since people like Uncle Lewis. And like I say, there's only one Uncle Lewis, so he can't be everywhere telling this to everybody. But that, that's something I, I, in time, I could see, I can just envision it in my head as you've been able to do that because you just have that, that nature about you. So I, I guess in, in, in summation, what is it that, that for the for listeners of this, this interview eventually, what is it you, you hope that they can either take away from this or, or how is it that, that you think, what, what is something they can maybe shift their paradigm and see things a bit, a bit differently so we can understand that Aboriginal people are not the, you know, they're, they're not monsters. They're not different. You're not, you're not all, you're not secretly all criminals waiting to put the bell of clover on and rob us. You know, what, what is it we can do to shift our thinking, you think, to make it, to make us all realize that, the message of the original true Australian Aboriginal people was we're all one big community. Hmm. We're all one. How can we get back to that? I think the biggest thing is is not to be afraid to ask the questions. You know, yeah. they, even though they might sound, you know, in your head, a question might sound dumb. Yep. And, you know, all questions are dumb, you know. Well, the, the, the no reason you ask question. a question is because you're ignorant about something. Yeah. Everything yeah. comes from a place of stupidity to get information to make you smarter. Yeah. And um, I think that's what we need to do. We need to ask those questions. Yep. Well, ask, maybe not ask those questions, but ask questions about people now. Yep. You know, where the, you know who, who is your mob? Tell me your story. You know, tell me what, what, you, what are your dreams? Yep. You know, how did you get from A to B? You know, any of those questions that we can ask 
that will, you know, I mean, it might not be the, the person who asked the question who might, you know, feel better from it. Mm-hmm. It might be the one who's out, who's getting the question. Well, maybe. I think you, you've hit the nail on the head just simply with one, one question alone. Yeah. Who's your mob? Yeah. If I, if I as, a white, as a white fella, went up to it just... Just I, I, let's say I go to Murray Bridge. Yeah. The weekend I go to Murray Bridge and there's there's an Aboriginal bloke there. He's fishing. I go up to him and say, "Excuse me, do you mind if I just ask who, who's your mob? Mm. Who, you know, who are you from?" Yeah. I don't think he'd be upset, but in fact, I might actually find I get he'll be like, "Well, I'm I'm Dundee," and I can be like, "Oh, well, you're Dundee. Is this the lake where the the tale of the bony brim happened?" Yeah. And he can go, "Oh no, that that was up there." And suddenly I'm engaging this guy. Maybe he goes home mm. to his family. It's like you know this white fella came up to me today. And ask me about my like you, you asked me about my mob, which I'm not used to white people using those terms. And yeah. he, he genuinely was engaged about our stories. Mm. Maybe he starts telling it to other people. Yeah. And you know we just get a ball rolling just with simply who's your mob. Yeah. And he might and you don't want him to go home and say yeah this crazy white fella come up to me and say hey who's your mob and I'll say no I'll just want to fly. <laughs> yeah you exactly. Don't want to, you don't want to hear that but yeah and that is that's that's, that's exactly question. right. And I and I asked you know what I said to. Um, I asked a group of kids and I and I said, you know, what am I? They yep. say, you're, you're Aboriginal. And I said, why? They said, because you're black. Oh. And, you know, and I looked around, you know, I, I didn't get angry. Yeah. Because, you know. Well, they don't know. Yeah. I don't know any better at that age. No, and you can't, you can't say to kids, you know, that's the wrong, the wrong thing to say because you want to get them to be inquisitive. Yeah, of course. So I looked at the, the you know, the, the, the blackest kid in the, in the class. Who was Af- who was African? Yep. And I said, okay, because you're black, are you Aboriginal? You know, the eyes popped up, you know, and like they popped out. Yeah. And she goes, oh no no no! I said, who are you? You know, where are you from? Who's your mom? Yep. And you know, when I asked her that, you know, I knew about her family, where they came from. Yep. Um, you know, and I could have asked twenty different questions about you know her lifestyle back in their country. Yep. But because she came in as a refugee, he. War torn. I, you know, yeah, you leave certain things. Yeah, alone. I didn't want to do that as a class thing, you know. But the other thing you've done there is class what twenty, twenty five kids. I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. Okay, you made twenty five kids suddenly realize black does not mean Aboriginal. Definitely. Just like yeah. that, just instant. So in the future, they're going to see a black guy, and they're not just going to go, "Oh, that's an Aboriginal guy." They'll they might go, "Yeah, it's a black. That's, that is a black man or a black woman." Mm. But maybe their brain is actually then going to go, well, "Are they are they Kenyan or are they Jamaican or?" Yeah. You know, the, those sort of things. And maybe they'll then, in turn, do the, well, who's your mob? Yeah. And then they find out, well, this guy was Jamaican. Like, you go home, you're like, I can imagine that. I go up to some guy on the street, whether it be anyone, just start, who's your mob? Yeah. And it might, I'm sure, sure I might have to explain what I mean by mob initially. <laughs> yeah. But I'll say, you know, who's your mob? They tell me, I can come home and be like, I met this guy today, Czechoslovakian. You know, he, he, he used to own a club there. He came over here because he got tired of that. And now he's, you know, living and doing what, doing whatever he's doing. And you know, I had a 20-minute conversation with this guy about cuisine and culture, all from just asking one question, yeah. one simple question that made him open up about himself. Yeah. That, that, I think, is... And that, that, there you go, Wayne. That's why I think you need to be sitting around these campfires in the years to come because it's, it's that. It's that mentality of just go and ask a question and you'll get a thousand different answers. Mm. That's, that's the mentality we're losing these days. We are, and also we're losing our genealogy, yep. because everything everything we learn is in our head. You know, yeah, we know who we're related to. Uh, we know who they got married to. Yep. You know, and you know, I could I could tell you my third and fourth cousin. After that, I can't tell you then because I've lost it. Yeah. And once and once and once I lose that, 
you know, if I if I start to lose my memory and I lose who's my family, then I lose it all. Yeah, well, then you're losing who you are. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's and true. I keep telling my kids, you know, your fa- you know, your family is just not me, mum, yeah, grandma, and uncles. We, it's this one, this one. That's the thing. That you've you've got two kids, obviously. Yeah. Do they? So, are you seeing it firsthand? Are they engaged with their own culture? Are they just not interested, or? They do ask questions every yep. now and again. Yep. Um, most of it is because of me as well. Um, which is good means you're doing your job as a father, which is, yeah. <laughs> you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, unfortunately, they live in the technology area. Yeah. Era that, you know, you have to put it on online for them to, to access it. Yep. So, you know, there's got to be, I mean, you know, com. There's no yeah. Aboriginal side to it. Really? Yeah. That's see, it's stuff that's that's terrible. That well, just gets it is in, it ignored. is. There's, they're starting to get there, but unfortunately, Good. we can't get past um, a certain date. Yeah, um, 1950, I think. You can't yeah. because a lot of the records weren't just kept, weren't kept. Yeah. Or they've just been lost. Yeah. And um, so, so yeah, that, that that that's amazing to think about that. I can, in theory. I could get on a computer and probably trace myself back to the 10th century yeah. or some shit, maybe even further than that. They might even have like, yeah, this, the fir- your first ancestor who ever found a bone, this is Ubuntu, this is him here. Whereas for you guys, it's like, well, sometime around 1949, <laughs> yeah. uh, your great-great-grandfather turned up just yeah, out right. of nowhere. It's just <laughs> like, yeah, okay, he just appeared, did he? That's, that, that, see, that to me is just, it, it hurts my brain. To think about that. Mm. And it hurts my... Like, you, you look at, like, the Nazca lines. The Greenpeace guys stepped all over the Nazca lines. And then um, we've just recently had some Russian guys climbing the pyramids where they weren't allowed to. And there were some other Russian guys who attempted to chip a cave painting. Did you see that? They attempted yes, to chip yes, the cave yeah. painting off the wall, which I still don't understand. Did they think it would roll up, like, a parchment? I don't know. That was one I didn't get. And you look at that, and people are outraged by this. Did I look at what's happened here? And it's like, we've been destroying your shit, like constructively, actively destroying it for 400 years. Yeah. And everybody's just kind of like, yeah, this is... That's just the norm. Yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. You know, like even, uh, well, like Uluru. How long did oh. it take to, to call it Uluru? Like, it's not even like, oh, well, we don't even respect you enough to call it by its actual name, yeah. let alone walking across it or whatever else we're going to bloody do to it. But we don't even respect you enough to call it by its, its actual name. We're going to make up a name for it for just some white bloke. Yeah. Even though the rock, like, is that to me is like, oh, he, he discovered that rock, did he? This rock that has been there for <laughs> yeah. millions of years. This airs bloke just was wandering in the desert, was like, wait a minute, Steve, look at the size of this bloody rock. Get the camera. Like, you know... Oh, it's no, it's just... It is. It is ridiculous. And, you know, from an early age, we've been told, it hasn't been written down, but it's been, it's been passed down verbally, yep. that we, we, shouldn't, we should not climb it. Yeah. There's, and what, what, there's, a, there's a proper, like, reason for that, isn't there? Like a, a true spiritual reason yeah. why we're not allowed yeah. on the well, rock. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. That I, I should know it, but I, but I have lost it because yeah. I haven't been there for a while. Yep. But, yeah, it is a traditional um, area yep. that, you know... I can it, go to it. It has it has something to do with, with the, the, the gods and stuff, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, could be, yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating, yeah, because it's like it's the same way that I feel 
affronted by the fact that part of the Aboriginal culture is you're not allowed to see images of people that have passed. Yes. I respect that. We should respect that. Yet, you know, unless it's a news report on the ABC or SBS, if, uh, let's, let, let, like, touch wood that doesn't have any time soon, let's say Ernie Dingo dies. Mm. I damn sure guarantee you, Crocodile Dundee will play without a warning for you people saying, don't watch it. Yes. And so you'll, ch- you'll flick in channels one night and bang, and theoretically, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, I probably am a little bit ignorant on the, on the story here, but that theoretically takes a piece of your soul, doesn't it? Uh, traditionally, yes. So, you know, just, just the idea of that, because like, that, that to me is the idea of, uh, of turning on the TV and seeing just, just the devil just kicking Jesus in the face and then giving me the finger towards the camera yeah. and just being like, okay. And, and then, you know, like, like, and if I phone up to complain, they're like, well, why, what have you got to complain about? That's you. That's your religion. It's not important to us. Hmm. Like it's like your religion should be as important, and you should be given the same basic graces. Yeah. In my opinion, you know, that's the bottom line of it. Hmm. If we live in a world where, where, granted, we're not as bad here in Australia, but you go to places like Singapore where they'll cut out swear words or, or nudity or any of these sort of things because it doesn't fit within their culture. Why is it any different here? Same with America. America is still pretty liberal, but you can't say goddamn before a certain time on TV because it upsets certain Christians. Yes. Well, if you can't say, if you, if you live in a world where I can't say goddamn at four in the afternoon, but I can be like, oh, here's a photo that's going to steal your soul. That is the most backwards redundant thing. Cause all that says to me is that, oh, my religion's important. You don't matter. Well, for a long time, you know, uh, Aboriginal well, law. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Law is yeah. the actual, the tree name for it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Which uh, wasn't wasn't uh, was not even allowed to be um, practiced anymore. Once once the missionaries came in, the missions were had to be Christ- Christianity. So they just mass converted you. Mass so we converted went we, we had a nice crusades like situation again. Yeah. <laughs> gotta I've, I've gotta admit, us white people are re- we're we're really good at that. If there was if if like if there was an Olympic Games for just horrific acts, <laughs> we would win hands oh, down for that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, okay. So, all right. Well, I think we, we've, we've reached the end of this one. Um, I'd love to get you back again in the future. Obviously, we, we can talk some more about this because I think you and I could talk for, for months about this sort of <laughs> you stuff. Can. But, okay. So, so who's your mob? I think is, is, is what people should be asking yeah. going forward. Um, as, I guess, just, just a representative of, of the, the Nunjeri people and um, a product of what I would call prop, a, a, a true Australian upbringing in that you're Indigenous and you, you seem to have had, you haven't lost your identity whilst at the same time not acclimatizing, but accepting and embracing white pop culture, I guess you could call it. Yes. Uh, you know, is there anything that, that you would say that, that maybe other, other Aboriginal people or, or maybe even, even uh, immigrants who have come over here from a different country, and I know that you're obviously the most true Australian, but they're trying to acclimatize to Australia. How can they do that so that they're still accepting of the actual Australians. Well, I guess the best thing is if they know the proper history of yep. Australia. Yeah. Not just Captain Cook discovering, yeah. you know, Australia. Just, just finding it yeah, out of the out blue. Of nowhere, yeah, out of nowhere. Just, yeah. oh, there's, there's land. It just popped up out of the ground as he was <laughs> sailing towards it, yeah. You know, and uh, that's probably the best thing. Yep. That, that makes sense to me. Well, especially, uh, I think you're right, history is the most important thing because when you look over history, we... 
we know theoretically how the Aboriginal people got to Australia and how many millions of years it was and the fact that you walked across that ice belt and all that. The fact that you got here, like I say, you, you, all, you all survived getting here in the first place and then lived in a country that just actively was telling you to get out yeah. from the second you got here and you just were all like, no, we'll, we'll break this. We'll, we'll tame this bitch. Mm. And you do to the point where, like, <laughs> like, I don't, like, if you took me into the desert, as you saw, we went to shoot this thing in sand dunes and I'm like, are there snakes here? Because I'm out of here. <laughs> I see anything move them out. Whereas you guys are like, no, there's like, you're just like always picking up sand and looking like, no, there haven't been snakes here for approximately like three years. You've got nothing to worry about. That is just, that's amazing. And that's, they should know that history and they should, they should embrace the fact. I like the fact I live in Warradale. I live in an area that has an Aboriginal name because to me, I, it should, it should. I'm living on Aboriginal ground Mm. that I was lucky enough to, to be able to buy. Sure. But I feel like I do. I'm lucky enough to live in your country. Yeah. I was lucky enough to be allowed to stay here in your country. And you guys, theoretically, are very hospitable considering now you you have access to all the weapons we had. Yeah. You could theoretically start an uprising. It was like, all right, we've decided you need to get the fuck out. <laughs> so, you know, that... I, I love this country. Mm. And I think more should be done for your culture to accept it. Mm. And I think that's, that's, that's why I want to do this. We're going to move forward, hopefully, with being able to accept that. And I hope that... that you and I can do more of these interviews in the in the coming years, yeah, where we can yeah. where we can look at okay, well, you know, in a year, or we did one of these, five, we've done five of these over the course of five years. Let's talk about how much changed and all that, and hopefully we'll actually be able to see positive change coming from it. So really, I do thank you for your time and coming in and talking to me, Wayne, because this no, has been fantastic. Um, and uh, I guess the the final thing I say is I'll, I'll uh, when, once I put this up live, I'll put a nice email thread. So if anybody's got any questions for you, we might. You and I sit back together again and answer any questions about that way we can start the ball rolling on these asking questions. Definitely. I'm sure I'm sure you'll get at least one who's your mob in there as well. <laughs> well, thanks very much, Wayne. No, thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Wayne as much as I enjoyed recording. Identity is a funny thing. Most people think of it only as skin deep, but ultimately it's about more than that. It's about who you intrinsically are. So the next time you ignore someone in need, know that counts towards who the greater world identifies you as. The same goes if you're the type to give somebody the shirt off your back. People identify you as that person. Join me next week for part one of my interview with Rod Lewis, where we discuss growing up and coming out during the peak AIDS scare of the 1980s. Until then, I've been Adam Gerard. Look out for yourselves, look out for each other, and here's to a better tomorrow. I'm Adam Gerard, and I'll see you next week on A Word With Adam.
This has been a Cabana production. <laughs> <laughs>